grave danger. Is there another kind? You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments. Uh, uh, They're coming down on America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. And welcome to, yes, it's the Tuesday edition of Speaking Out, and I am happy that you're here, and I'm happy to be here, and wow, what a weekend, huh? Um, and there's a great song here. It's called Teardrop, and they used it for that movie, uh, that TV show that was real successful. Remember that one? It's called House. That was a good show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, what, a, what was refreshing about it, and you don't see it in today's TV, is that somebody is telling the raw truth and everybody hates him for it but yet it's only through that truth that we're able to find the real answers to things at least that's the way I see it and it's so hard I was reading a Rasmussen poll and also a Harris poll that two big polls that both said that Americans don't trust their country anymore uh, and 59% say they don't trust the media anymore. And then there's another article that I read. I believe it was either American Statesman. It could have been Western Journal. But they were saying that the press is no longer trusted by the, the, the public in general. What does that tell you about the most important, one of the most important aspects of our country, which is the freedom of speech? So that was kind of di- disturbing, uh, unsettling to me. But... You know, intrinsically, I think people do appreciate when the truth is given. And so much of the time, the truth is not given. You know, they were talking all weekend about the debt ceiling, how they were finally going to come to an impasse. And they came to an impasse, all right. It looks like both sides got neither of what they wanted. And the American people are stuck paying the bill. The way they solved it was they raised the, the limit till after the elections. So whoever gets elected is, guess what? They're inheriting a big problem on day one. Well, they're already inheriting many problems on day one, but they've just added to it. They've added another layer to it, which is Americans are going to go broke. There's a lot of money in the economy. There's no question about that. We have a robust economy. Uh, Thank God we have 300 million Americans that like to work. Many of them like their jobs. Many of them do well at their jobs. It's a good tight labor market, but there are still some offsets. You know, wages haven't gone up to keep up with the rate of inflation, which by some estimates, 20%. Uh, You know, look, if somebody would just tell us the truth, Lindsey Graham goes to Ukraine this weekend, says it's the best money that we can buy. Bullets, 25,000 dead Ukrainians fighting a city. And then this week we hear, starting off, Kiev is now being attacked. Now, I saw some interesting video of Kiev, and it was I, I think somebody was walking around in a McDonald's restaurant in Kiev. 
And and to look at it, you would have thought you were in Berkeley or 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 New York. You you wouldn't have known that you were in the middle of a country that has been at war for over a year. And I thought it was very fascinating. People were reading their books or looking at their phone. Meanwhile, there's bombs being dropped all above them and around them. And I believe that was in direct response to the fact that Putin... Now, this is my take on this. You know, Putin was wrong to invade Ukraine. But there's some misunderstanding about what exactly is going on in the eastern region of the country because it's still predominantly Russian ethnic people. In other words, their descendants... That's ethnic Russian. And apparently there are nefarious forces in that region that have not been kind to those ethnic Russians. And also with corruption going on the way it is in Ukraine, it's one of the most corrupt countries. And you know what that means. That's, that means everybody gets bought off. Corruption means when the police show up, you pay them money. Uh, corruption means when... You, you know, you build a building, but you didn't follow the code, so you paid a guy some money to look the other way. That's why corruption rots, because it means that people aren't doing their job. In many ways, when you look at the fact that Joe Biden was allegedly out there peddling influence, he was adding to that corruption. There's no question about that. When Anthony Blinken was on the phone trying to persuade these DNI intelligence officers to sign a letter debunking the Hunter Biden, that was adding to the corruption. Anything that moves the government into the dark corners and the dark crevices where there's shady business going on is corruption. Mexico is a corrupted country. And it will continue to be so as long as there are human traffickers and people who love to do drugs. And they've got the best customer in the world right across the border. Somebody, please tell me what's going on, right? Uh, and then, of course, video going viral this weekend about the Kensington area of Philadelphia and what has happened there. And it has become a cesspool of, of all kinds of illicit drug behavior. If you were to go there on a Saturday night, you would, you would think you were on the set of The Walking Dead. You would be looking around and you would see people just walking with flesh wounds. And they're not even, they're, they're in a gaze. I saw that one time I was walking, I was in New Orleans and just happened to be in town over the weekend for business. And I went down to Bourbon Street, you know, and just took a look. I wanted to see what it was like, bars everywhere. And I, I saw a couple of people, I, they, they really struck, struck out at me when, when they passed by. They looked like they were so messed up. And I thought, man, that, that guy... Good luck. I hope he survives the night. He he did look like a zombie. I, I have to tell you, there was some sort of deadness in his eyes. I was surprised he was even walking. And apparently this is this is what you would see on any given night in a small section of Philadelphia. Or if you if you want a better view, go to the West Coast and you can go down to LA Skid Row. Or you can go to Portland, downtown Portland at night, or Seattle, and you will see these zombies walking the street. Somebody, please tell me what's going on here. Tell me, somebody, please tell me what's going on with my country. I don't have any idea what's going on. I do know who's in charge. So, and I, knew, I do know that the press isn't reporting this. This is the most amazing thing. I, I turn on the news every night and I say, Where, why aren't you reporting any of the real stories? They, obviously, the shootings are important. We had over two dozen shootings across 
the country this weekend. We heard all about the traffic and how everybody was going here and there on airplanes, and they were all crowded. Those are the those are the low-hanging fruit stories, the ones that just tell us that everything is just co- sort of going on as usual. And the news feels like there like there was a, a very small storm that maybe barreled along a little bit of the South Carolina coast. And that was the big news weather event. It's it's almost like they're they're purposely not going to the stories that we need to hear. Now, there was something over the weekend that I heard with Jim Cavizio, which really actually shocked me. Uh, and, and I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Sound of Freedom. It's coming out July 6th. We're going to talk about that. And I want to play this soundbite from Jim Cavizio. That's, I guess when you, you see, the thing is, somebody tell me the truth. Meaning, I'm not hearing about this. So when I do hear about it, it occurs to me, my God, has this been going on under my nose? And it has to do with uh, human trafficking. It caught wind that they had mentioned that only over 80,000 kids disappear every every year. And they fear that tens of thousands of migrant children are gone. And I asked myself, where? There was a story out of, uh, where was it? Oh, it was near, uh, it was south near Brownsville, Har- Harlingen, Texas. And somebody had paid for a, a small jet plane a, a small plane to fly them in across the border migrants. And they were about to get on another plane and depart for who knows where somebody paid tens of thousands of dollars just to fly in. But one wonders it, was it somebody trying to get across the border or was there some human trafficking involved? Like somebody paying a very high price for very special young children. Well, unfortunately it was an AP story, so they can only dig so deep. So we're looking at a situation here where society continues to crumble. Uh, there, the cracks are, are more evident than ever before. And we are looking at leadership who are heralding the fact that they've just guaranteed that the $31 trillion debt level is going to go to $34 trillion. And they're celebrating this as a victory. How is that? Isn't that, a, isn't that just... I don't know how they, they make that a victory. Oh, I guess there's some a silver lining. Some people who get free food are going to have to get a job. So, But they haven't really gone into details about it. They probably just have to prove that they're looking for work. I think that's what it is. But, you know, the devil is in the details, and it still has not passed the House. And it still has not passed the Senate. And they have until January 5th to solve the problem. But, you know, you and I both know what's going on here. (laughs) Come on. Are you joking me? (laughs) The program is called Speaking Out America. And my name is JR. I'm going to talk mental illness in a little bit. Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown Like a dog without a bone And packed around alone Riders on the storm 
Uh, we're going to talk mental health in a little bit, but we're going to talk about mental health in a different way. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. I am JR, your host, and we are going to have someone from the uh, Citizens Commission on Human Rights, not to be confused with uh, HRC, which we'll also get to in just a little bit. But uh, yeah, a little bit later, we'll talk to a gentleman about what's going on with mental illness in our country. It's Mental, mental illness, Ill, illness Month, which is interesting because it all also happens to be Pride Month. I, I wonder if there's a connection. Uh, Fred Shaw will be joining us at uh, a little bit later on the next segment. We're going to get into statistics about just how many people in America are suffering from mental illness and what exactly is being done about it and what is the prognosis for the future. And it's something that con- concerns everybody in this country because we're seeing so much of it. I bet you most, if you have a family member or a cousin or an in-law, everybody knows somebody that has somebody that's suffering from mental illness. So, uh, Roger Waters in Hot Water. Roger Waters of Pink Floyd. That's why we play the Pink Floyd music in the background. This one's called The Machine. It's from the Wish You Were Here album. And the reason I like it is because we talk a lot about The Machine. The Machine uh, from C.S. Lewis, if you remember, he talks about the Tao, which are the higher realms of life, meaning, value, things like that. And then you've got the machine, which is materialism, which eats everybody. It eats us up. And today we're in that ideological struggle between the Tao and, and the machine. Look it up, C.S. Lewis. And so part of that is that, you know, Roger Waters has been writing music for God knows how long, uh, since I was three, you know. And he uh, is, is one of the most successful musicians and probably lyricists of all time. Probably in the top 20, no question. The influence of Pink Floyd is beyond compare. I think two of their albums are still on the top 100 or even the top 10 best-selling albums. To this day, Dark Side of the Moon, The Wall. Anyway, so he's doing a concert, and about a month ago, he was going to be doing a concert. I believe it was either Hamburg or Berlin, and they didn't want him to do a concert there. In fact, the, uh, the, the city of one of those cities, either Hamburg or Berlin, had said, I believe it was Berlin, uh, they said, we don't want Roger Waters here. He's anti-Semitic. He, he supports the Palestinians. And of course, you know, I'm not a huge fan of his politics. Let me just say that. But this is the thing. He went and embarrassed the hell out of the United Nations about four months ago. He gave a speech that just about knocked everybody off. I mean, it was humiliating. I should play it. Maybe I'll play it later. I have a copy of it. And he inviscerates the UN and NATO and the United States and all of these political influences that basically seemingly conspired to make this war in, in Ukraine. And I think his position was it's the same people involved, the warmongers, and there's so much money, and that's his position. Well, he inviscerated the UN pretty harshly. And, and you just wonder if now he's the target, the one on their back. You know, the machine is going to devour whom it cho- chooses. And this is what we learned from over the weekend. We, you know, we found out that uh, uh, President Biden has authorized tens of millions of dollars to fund organizations whose job it is, is to monitor American speech. And we have all hands on deck from the Justice Department and they're reading websites. They're counting your tweets. They're doing all of these things that you never thought that your government would do. 
And I'm not a conspiratorialist either, but I think it's interesting. I've seen clues and the, the way that, well, first of all, we know that Twitter and we know that Facebook and we know that a dozen other of these social media sites have been paid off by our Justice Department to, to tamper certain speech. They've set up divisions. I was always worried about China doing this. Now I'm worrying that my own government is doing this, and they're doing it under the auspices of anyone who disagrees with this administration over their policies, over pronouns, over uh, discrimination, if they don't believe that uh, America is a racist country. And if you hold an opposite view, then you just might be a terrorist. You know, it's kind of like that. Remember, you just might be a redneck. What was that guy's name? And that, and that's where we're at today. And it, and it's, it, it's, a, it's extremely upsetting to me that I woke up the other day and I figured out that my own country thinks I'm an enemy because I don't like this president. Uh, and I also don't like high inflation. And I also don't like an open border. I also don't like a lot of things that are going on in our country and they don't seem to be getting any better and nobody in the press is asking any of the right questions. So, excuse me if I'm a little bit angry. So Roger Waters, he has been doing this shtick now forever since every since I think, what was that, Animals? Animals was the one that was the Pink Floyd album that was sort of modeled after George Orwell and Animal Farm and that's why you got the flying pig. But even in The Wall, uh, I think the last uh, scene when the thin ice is when this man comes out and he looks like he's wearing, you know, Nazi garb, but he could be wearing Russian garb. He could be wearing, you know, the People's Republic of China garb. It, it, all that totalitarian garb looks kind of similar. But according to German officials, they they interpreted it as Nazi. So, so Roger Waters was on stage pr- promoting Nazism. But they're not listening to the words that he's singing about. They don't know what their context is because they don't care. They don't like the fact that Roger Waters goes against the globalist regime. That's it. Roger Waters can see, just like you and I can see, if you pay attention, you can see that the more that we arm Ukraine, the worse the war gets. And the more we want to arm Ukraine. Where do you think this is headed? I think Kiev was a message to the West. Because up to this point, Kiev had been spared. Or at least to the point where you weren't having airtime drone attacks. And I think that was a rebuke to Biden, to Lindsey Graham. They, uh, Russia put a warrant out on it. Not that I care. I don't see Lindsey Graham traveling to Moscow anytime soon. But, you know, we're, we're in there. We're stirring up the pot. Victoria Nuland and her, her ilk. And is there anybody talking about? And then over Friday, I think it was Friday, ABC News was reporting the next, uh, what do they call it? The Ukrainian offensive. They were reporting the Ukrainian offensive, which is going to take place in a few weeks now. Why would you broadcast to Putin? I said to my wife, I hope he's not watching ABC News. Uh, It's just the whole thing smells fishy and rotten, and it smells like Vietnam to me. You know, over the weekend, we were all reflecting on Memorial Weekend and fallen troops, and we all say the same things. They sacrificed their lives for the greater good, and they fought for freedom, and they laid, laid down their life, and they did. Every one of those soldiers deserves to be respected, no question, because they did lay down their life, for, because somebody told them that what they were doing was important. 
And then we find out later that they were lied to. Can someone please tell me the truth? That's what I'm saying. The heart of this message. That's the name of this episode. Somebody please tell me the truth. So now we've got a situation where we're yet in another endless war. And the experts are predicting, look for, look for this to not stop. They're going to keep tearing into this as long as they can because they feel that as long as there's a war, Biden won't be tossed out on his ass. And they're probably right. Stay tuned. Speaking out, America, mental health. Also, George Soros in the news. Interesting connection made with George Soros and all this nonsense with transgenderism. Be right back. Well, there was a lot of hubbub over the weekend with Target. Now, Target under fire. They they pulled the Bud Light by putting all... I couldn't believe that they're doing this. This is just amazing. I'm sure you heard about it. Target, this is weird. So Target decides that it wants to put on display, because June is Pride Month, they want to put on display for clothing that is targeted towards infants. They're selling infants tuckwear, meaning that an infant that has had trans let's say you have a infant boy and you want and you think your boy is a girl and you want him to and this is up young as two i think it's a, called a tuck and you use your imagination but it's it's a design to allow you uh just like older uh transgender men who are wanting to transgender to transition to a woman to be able to tuck their you know, private parts in a, in a fashion that makes it appear as if they have none. So you can certainly probably understand why parents would be outraged and they were, and they let it, they let target be known. I'm sorry, but that's just crossing the line. That's, that's what they said. And I'm reading and I'm, and I'm reading about all these target stores, women, you go on Instagram and you got mothers that are just going nutso over this. Then it turns out Kohl's is also doing the same thing. If you have a Kohl's in your, your neighborhood, it's kind of a middle, used to be what the JCPenney outlets used to be. It kind of in between Target, but not quite, you know, Macy's. And, uh, and, and they're also putting out pajama wear and all this pro-LGBTQ stuff. And people are livid. So some of the store manager said, well, let's put the stuff in the back. So, you know, when people walk in, they won't see it right in front of them. And, and you know, who started calling in bomb threats was members of the LGBTQ. Can you believe this? It wasn't, it wasn't the parents or the mothers that were outraged or the people who were outraged. It was the LGBTQ that were calling and threatening these stores for backing down against the, the bigots. So now people who are against children being transgender are considered transphobes and bigots. See, this is how fast things have progressed because we were all in on making sure that gay and lesbian rights and non-discrimination, you want to get married, go for it. We're all, we're all on board for that. But this is now getting into this area that people are just a, a lot, we talked about it with the Dodgers, a lot more uncomfortable about. 
you know, the Dodgers, it was okay to have Pride Night, but then they added the element of the drag queen show from the Sisters of, what is it? Uh, submersion or embellishment? I, I can't remember. But anyway, and you, and you got these people that want to hug poles, and I just, I, I just, it's all over, right? It's everywhere, right? So now I want to tell you where it's all coming from. And then we'll get the Jim Cavizio piece in here, and we'll sort of wrap this up. This is this is not a this is hard truth. This is house truth. Okay, I am going to tell you what's going on. So you remember a couple of weeks ago, Elon Musk had gotten interviewed, and he said something about George Soros and how he thought George Soros was Magneto, which is uh, you know the star from the Transformers, an evil caricature, and the media just dogged Elon Musk for saying it. Uh, and it turns out that George Soros is the one that is behind all of this trans movement that we're seeing. And you ask, well, how could that be? Why is everything gay? All right, well, let me tell you how the corporate equality index works. And you'll understand why Target and why Bud Light and why all these big corporations are going pride. And the reason is, is because they get a score depending on how many boxes they check off at their corporation. So what is woke? It's called a woke score, the corporate equality index, the CEI. And it judges companies based on how many social progressive issues they are pushing. And if they don't push enough of them, then a group called the human rights campaign, human rights campaign, doesn't that sound official? Sounds like something from the UN, right? And what they do is they send lobbyists and companies to companies and give them a list of demands that they must meet. And if they don't comply with these demands, the woke investors then put pressure on the boards, activists are mobilized, advertising campaigns are shut down, and anyone who continues to do business with this now poorly scored company will be penalized. And who is funding the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign? These are... So they go in, so they get their lobbyists and they get their board of directors to go to, say, a company like Kellogg. Just recently we heard about Kellogg. They had this thing happen to them where they went in and they said, we don't think you have enough African-Americans on your board of directors. And we think you should join us in Pride Month by slapping on a rainbow flag on your boxes of cereal. Maybe Lucky Charms would be fine. You're almost there anyway. Maybe you can take Count Chocula. And, you know, have him wear a pink hat. But whatever you got to do, you got to show the world that you are pro-LGBTQ and pro-trans. And if you don't, we're going to take our 10 million followers and we're going to sick them on you. And we're going to we're going to boycott you. and We're going to let it be known that Kellogg, which is a public publicly traded company, is on the bottom of the list for being CEI, Corporate Equality Index. Remember, it's a credit score. Now, I told you the human rights campaign, but I didn't tell you who funds this organization. It is the Open Society Foundation. Who runs Open Society Foundation? George Soros. So the score is a way of categorizing all of these companies and doing exactly what uh, uh, the guy did in the 70s, Jesse Jackson. He would extort car companies for not selling enough cars to people in Chicago of color. 
And they would say, well, but that's because of the credit scores. You know, we have to go by credit scores. You, you know, we, we answer to the banks. And they expect, well, you've you got a choice to make. You can either lower your standards for credit and sell cars to African Americans, or we're going to tell everybody that Toyota is a racist company. And this has been going on in America for a while. Al Sharpton pick up, picked up on this a long time. And you might ask yourself, well, why does George Soros care about uh, all of this? Because he knows that LGBTQ can disrupt this country. And we already have heard from George Soros that he doesn't care what the effects are of his policy. In fact, he will benefit financially from policy that is disruptive to any economy. He can, he can hedge against something collapsing. So, for example, we remember about First, First Valley Bank. They, they, they cast their lot with all these social justice issues. They didn't take care of their customers, and they went belly up. And a lot of those social justice issues were tied to LGBTQ, BLM, Antifa, and other groups that come in and they destabilize piece by piece. Now, somewhere along the way, George Soros decided that LGBTQ was a perfect wedge that he could use. It could destroy the church. It could compromise all churches. A lot of churches right now are, are in conflict with, with one another because, uh, for, for example, the Anglican Church just broke off from England because in Africa, they don't go gay. In fact, Uganda just came out and announced that they've increased uh, criminality for homosexuality. That's how extreme they are in Africa. So what does Joe Biden do? He threatens to sanction them. Why? Because he's on, he's on the pro-LGBTQ wagon. Just like they have pride flags in all these different embassies around the world. We are the biggest proponent of homosexuality and transgenderism in the world today. And a lot of countries that used to look to us as being a moral leader, a moral beacon, are now asking themselves, do we really want American culture to infect our children? Do we want our children to start walking around here talking about what body they identify with and what gender they identify with? I would be willing to bet there are a lot of cultures around the world that would say absolutely not. Because they see it for what it is. We don't. That's the strange thing about this. But I'm going to play for you something that I, I saw because this transsexualism that we're experiencing now is leading to increased child trafficking, increased child pornography, and increased child sexual abuse. There's a movie coming out in July, if it doesn't get stalled, and Jim Caviezel is in it. And he portrays a real-life character by the name of, I think, Tim Burton who quit his job to save children who were being abducted. Listen to what he had to say. This is it's about three and a half minutes, so we may not have time to play it. If you were to watch Schindler's List, you would say, boy, that was terrible. I wish I was around that. Maybe I could have done something. But you can do something now because they're pulling kids out of the darkest recesses of hell right now in dumbs and all kinds of places. Uh, if a child knows he's going to die, uh, his body will... Uh, secrete this uh, adrenaline um, and they have a lot of terms that they use right now because of a lot of people that are involved in it all over the world that are in this because they're pulling kids out of the darkest recesses of hell right now in dumbs and all kinds of places and these people 
that do it, um, there'll be no mercy for them. That was a Jim Caviezel, the actor who was speaking via tele-video conferencing a group in Tulsa last month, talking about the movie Sound of Freedom, which is coming out in July. So shocking, isn't it? Shocking to consider that what he is saying might have truth to it. And we're turning and looking the other way. Uh, can someone please tell me the truth? This is Speaking Out America. I'm JR. We'll see you the next time.